You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're at round 15 teams, I'm your host TK, just waiting for Corby, Corby is here, but we're just waiting, he's got a sick family at home, so he'll be back, but we'll introduce Cole, Cole thanks for stepping in for Andy, who is a combination of him calling in for work, plus being embarrassed that the doggies smashed the eels, but thanks for stepping in man. Oh, all good bro, anytime mate, uh, look forward to it. Yeah. Also joining me is producer Pat. Pat's back for a second week before we get to the teams. How are you, Pat? Yeah, good, mate. Surprised I got the call up again after my debacle brain fart towards the end of last week, but it's good to be here. Yeah, we give everyone one chance, mate. So you're pretty much on your warning. Corby, great to see you. Wait, hold on. He's not there. He'll be back. He'll be back later in the show. So guys, today, as usual, we'll be doing our TLT news, burning questions. We'll have our Q&A, captains, and narrative of the week. Before we get to the burning news, TLT News is brought to you by Rugby League Merch. Grab your Rabs Warren Fantasy Stud. You feel good, Fantasy Dud, Trap City Bitch, Flat Track Bullies, whole heap of different mouse pads and uh, phone cases. So 50% of Talking League profit is donated directly to the Mena League Foundation and the other 50% really pretty much funds our competitions we run weekly. All details are in the episode notes and use... Code Talking League for 10% off at checkout. Just go to rugbyleaguemerch.com. All right, TLT News. We've got plenty to chat about today, Pat. What do we got, my man? Mate, so much going on this TLT Tuesday. So let's kick off. So starting us for the week, we've got Dragons, Bunnies, Dragons, Fagai and Ravalawa returning on the wings. Sora McCulloch starting with Sims at lock, DeBellon being pushed to prop, and Molo and Embi on the bench for the Bunnies. Taff is back on the bench with Mamazilis out. And Latrell has been confirmed not to return this week, but for round 16. Manly versus Cowboys. Manly, Cherry is back with Shrew pushed to the bench and Burbo into the reserves. For the Cowboys, Cotter and Nanai are back. Lemu replaces Gilbert, who is out for the week with an eye injury. For the Storm, it's the same 1-17 to 17 named as last week, but big bad Ryan Pappenhausen listed in the reserves, so keep an eye out for that. His inclusion would most likely push Meany to the wing at the expense of Anderson. For the Broncos, Reynolds out with Tyrone Roberts named at seven. Haas named to play, which is kind of forcing owners to into a decision on what to do with him. Cobo, Stags, and Capel all return. Branko Lee looks to be holding that spot with Her- with Herbie out long term, and Turpin joins the bench in place of Pakes. Next up, we've got Sharks and Titans for the Sharks. Same one to seventeen as last week, but Fanukin in the reserves. The Titans, AJ is back at fullback. Azako moving to the wing at the expense of Isan. Tino back in the starting squad, pushing Mo to the bench. And there's also been some whispers that Sosifo, Fafida, and Aaron Booth are in line to get a call up from the reserves. For the Warriors versus Panthers match, for the Warriors, we've got highly rated youngster Volkman starting at 5'8, pushing Chanel Harris Devita to the bench. Aikens out with concussion. Josh Curran moves to the starting side at lock. A follower starts with Murdoch Masilla out long term and Arthur's replacing Berry in the centres. 
And uh, TK's old flame, AFB lurking in the extenders. Watch out, TK. Panthers, uh, Yo's in and Eisenhuth is out to the reserves. Parramatta, Roosters next for the Eels. I mean, there's a 17 names on a team sheet, but I feel like it's a call out for the 17 men that were missing against the <laughs> Doggies yesterday. Uh, the Roosters, Corbs is all happening, mate. Billy Smith getting the call up, call up, replacing Momo in the centers. Verrills also returns at nine, which is great for them. Kiri named, but will be monitored through the week and expect the bench to change with either Watson or Hutchinson surely making way if he's fit. For the Raiders, only changes Rapana back from suspension on the wing. For the Knights, man to start with Barney moving to an edge and Fitzgibbon drop, which is great news for Barney owners and for Knights fans. For the Dogs versus Tigers, Dogs RFM name to start. Karaz is still being named at wing but playing centre just to ensure he doesn't get DPP. Potter hates fantasy. And for the Tigers, Dooley's back, making his return via the interchange bench. And also Luciano's exit today gives Tuolangi a start and solidifies Gardner's spot. Kapoa has been named to replace Naden in the centres. Nice one, Pat. Now we've been joined by the superstar himself, fresh from his bender in Newcastle on Sunday, Mr. Joshua Corby. Corbs, good to see you and, mate, you're struggling apparently. No, the, the super flu is uh, hitting our house at the moment, so a bit of chaos. But yeah, a few celebratory beers on, what was it, Monday? Mate, what's the rumours that outside your house there's just a lineup of fans going, we want snake, we want snake? <laughs> Um, there's plenty of nerves this week with the snakes takes because there's a lot of pressure now after going <laughs> quite good. The, the, most people, I think we got on it at 17s, but a lot of people got on at 18s, so plenty of good value. I don't know how I'm going to back that up. You I'll are a go yeah. three real short favourites. <laughs> yeah, go the storm into the sharks. That's your that's your that's your duo for the week. Yeah, <laughs> boys, plenty out of that. Some. Uh, just a really huge TLT, but Corbs, you must be pretty happy because we'll talk. Why don't we talk straight off the bat, Payne Haas? Because he's the guy that's pretty much on you both of your minds. And Corbs, you were saying pretty much yesterday that if Ryan Puppenhausen was back, you would probably maybe straight switch him. But you've you've got a really good position here, but that they play each other, so you'll know who's playing. So yeah, what do you thought? I didn't realise that until I was looking at the team list today. The Bronx and the Storm, uh, and I like when I was going to sort of consider selling Hass. I'm stacked in the mids at the moment. Elliot King Butcher uh, in my reserves at the moment, who all scored 60s, 70s at the on the weekend. Then got McInnes and Crichton, Tohu Harris, who's back to the edge. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So I was like, well, Pappy's the only real one. Uh, Ice Papsicles was the only real one that I'd look at, but. I mean, in his weird little role at the moment where he's 13 and scoring less, I don't know if I need to go near him. I could maybe just wait till he loses a bit of coin. And Papenhausen hasn't got a huge break even. What was it 50-odd? 53. Yeah, so I, I think that's not too bad for him. Haas just, yeah, a, a two bung shoulders. He's origin at the moment. I've got a little bit in a question later on, but... The Broncos have never been in the, this position to rest him and manage his minutes. Mm. And now that they're actually doing well, he doesn't need to play those big minutes to get them out of trouble or try and get that third win for the season. So I'm, yeah, I'm all over selling Haas. And when you wrote your little article, which was quite good, TKI, that just sort of nail in the coffin. I think he's gone. Yeah, when you think, you know, you already mentioned, you know, the two injured shoulders, the origin. 
add to it the off-field suspension and contract issues. Like, he's just telling you to sell him. Kyle, what's your thoughts, my man? Yeah, man. Um, I'm still on the fence. But uh, as I said, your article did, did put another nail into the coffin of, of, of letting him go. Um, and, yeah, I think um, Corby's right about um, not having to play him the big minutes. They can use Carrigan in the big minutes, and he's 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 offering probably more than more Payne Haas at the moment. So um, that's a big a big um, uh, X for Payne Haas with, with Carrigan doing what he's doing. So there are some really good options around if you want to trade him out. Yeah, speaking of Pat Carrigan, did you end up watching that clip that I told you about, Kyle, on, on Benji, mate? Jesus. Yeah, it was awesome. You, yeah, it was you, good manners. Talk was awesome, eh? You'd think he was a halfback. Like, seriously, <laughs> his talk, like you just said, was just next level. Like, you don't hear a lot of forwards speaking like that and controlling the middle of the ruck. Like, it was mm. it was next level, and I'm, I'm really impressed about kind of the leadership he shows on the on the field and just his caring nature for his teammates. And literally, he's coaching them, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, he was, he was telling people where he wanted them to go, which, you know, we know is a halfback's job. He was telling them forwards where he wants them to go. Um, and he was almost directing the forward pack more than what uh, what the halfback was by by what we saw. Yeah, big time. Now, boys, let's say who who's Huss. We're, I think we're all in agreement that we need to sell him out, but let's come up with some options for people because I know a lot of people will be selling him out. Kyle, why don't we just stick with you first, mate? Who would you be selling as your top choice there? Um, One of my top choices is Tomalolo, um, but he doesn't play round 17, but the way he's going, he's shaping up. Uh, to be someone you probably want at the back end of the year, um, but yeah, if you're if you're planning for round seventeen, I think you want to look at. Uh, I've got three options that I like. That's Cam McInnes, Joe Offengawi, and Jack Bellin. Yeah, nice. I I always thought Cam McInnes, but then Pat, when Pat turned up today, he brought some great stats. What was that, Pat? Yeah, so with Cam McInnes and uh, Dale in the extended, so. His average this year with Dale in the squad is 39.7 from seven games, but without Dale, it's 55 from five games. So massive difference when Dale's playing and not playing. Yeah, quite considerable. Corpse, the, only th- the thing I'm liking about Cam at the moment is they're not actually playing in big minutes and he's scoring really, really well. So I just think he's going to be somewhat... I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was originally with Dale because he was kind of coming into the Sharks team, but... You're an owner at the moment. What's what's your thoughts on Cam McInnes, or did you have someone else you thought that could replace us? No, I was thinking Cam McInnes as one. Ice Papskills was the other one, but at the moment, just with how he's being played at that 13 and getting benched, that was nearly his lowest minutes for the year on the weekend. I don't think you'd go near him. He's got a fairly high break even. Yeah, McInnes, he's probably my pick over DeBellin. They're both very similar and sort of getting that same minutes. But McInnes is playing in a good side, plays round 17. His output in all his stats seems to be increasing. And I'll just go back to that NRL Physios um, little article that I mentioned last week on the pod, which says that back half of their, after their ACL injury, everything starts to tick over again. And that seems to be um, you know, proof in McInnes's game at the moment. So, He's priced at 50, but he's been scoring 60 average around the last three games. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Fanukin affects him. But at the moment, he's been um, killing it. Yeah, for sure. Boys, let's talk about trades on our minds and kind of strategy as we head towards round 17. Kyle, we know that you're going to be trading out Haas, but if you were to lock in trades right now, 
what are they and kind of what have you thought about kind of moving towards that round 17? Yeah, so um, if I was locking in trades this week, it would be one trade only and it would be Haas to McInnes. Um, but my strategy around 17, we've talked about this uh, for a couple of weeks now. A lot of the players that we want for round 17, they generally score really well, aren't playing well. They're not scoring where they're expected to and we run would, would, would normally see them score. So I think... Um, um, we have to be a little bit careful because um, all the round 13 players are still gunning it. So a lot of those good round 13 players, they're not sales yet, like, you know, Max King and Josh Jackson um, and Adam Elliott. You know, they're not sales yet. So you've got to just hold them. You'd be pretty crazy to sell. So I think what you need to have a look at is um, just don't lock away too many for round 17. Um, just lock away the ones that are in form. Um, otherwise, if you go gun ho for round 17, you're going to burn out and have no trades left um, post-origin, and you're going to go downhill real quick. Yeah, I've, I'm making no trades this week just to hold the nine that I've got left, and just to it pretty much gives you another look at rep round and then kind of make a little bit more certain trades come 16 and 17. But I mean, you're, the more I look at it now, Kyle and Corbs, the more I think that what are we going to do? Like when you think Kingy's starting, right, and he's knocking out 50s to 60s, Adam Elliott's doing the same thing. I'm not selling him if, like, for players that might pit forties, like, mm. like realistically they make it up in two two games, and I get to keep. I think it's the lessons learned, wasn't it, Corbs? That we we ran out of trades last year. You nearly want to keep your good players and have trades up your sleeve to make a huge move in that last five rounds. What's your thoughts? Well, first of all, I would like to see you hold on to your trades because I reckon <laughs> nearly every Tuesday pod you've said I'm making no trades, and then. Lo and behold, Thursday evening, Friday evening, pending when the game is. I find bargains, um, mate. In comes, a, in comes a pitcher and uh, TK's made a trade. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I do I, it to well, entertain the boys. I'll tell you one other trade that I was going to um, get rid of and mention at the start. Billy Smith, back in the centres. How good? Play him. Are you going to play him? No, I won't play him. But he's only got a break even of nine, so he could make a little bit more cash, hopefully. <laughs> Throw the C on him, Corbs. Mate, I want to see you... <laughs> Make Billy Smith get money, and then you transform him to cheese. Yeah, well, I, I'm like you, TK. I'm still having a sniff around cheese. I know he's been horrendous this year, and he was almost season high last year the way he played. But I'll keep an eye on him. Definitely, definitely. What's your thoughts on kind of your strategy towards round seventeen? Are you going to load up, or are you going to kind of just stick back a little bit like Mancola? Yeah, this week I think it's just going to be the Hass to little Pappy. If he doesn't play, though, that'll throw a spin in the works. So I'm sort of banking on that now that he's been named in the reserves. But otherwise, yeah, I'd, I'd like to just make the one trade as well. I've got like 500K sitting in my bank, though, so it seems very wasteful there at the moment. Hey, you could you could nearly upgrade Billy Smith to Pops with your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Nah, Hass is gone. I'm off him. You, you must be... With the injury reoccurrence, though, Corbs, with the hamstring injury, you must be a little bit cautious, right? Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Like you, like you said, if if there was that little bit of a risk, why wouldn't they not play him and then give him another week off? Like it's it is a strange one to them playing. Him so this surely week. he's okay. They come back so quick these days. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's one of those things. Big dick play. Do it. All right, boys. Let's talk about Jackson Hastings because I somehow got him out. I didn't – ended up selling him 
for IPAP, which, you know, wasn't a bad trade, but it wasn't great either because IPAP ended up losing as much as Jackson Hastings did in the end. But I've got my main man in, but I'm, I'm an urgent sell on him. I just don't think that he's there. The uh, With Adam Dewey being on the bench this week, boys, I just think that that gives them all the ammunition they need to actually rest him coming up. But Kyle, any thoughts there? Yeah, yeah, I've I've been in a, a, an owner of Hastings this year, and I'm quite relieved about it because I was real close to getting him. Um, but yeah, he just has totally gone right off the ball after the um, the revelation of that of that foot injury he has. Um, so there are a couple of options there if if that's what you if you are going to sell. And one option I think could be Ben Hunt. He's going to as the low six hundred. Yeah. time. I know it's during Origin time. He didn't play a huge role in Origin. I know he's not going to play round seventeen, but but pretty much you know ninety five percent he is going to back up in that round eighteen. Um, he is pretty low. He's only six hundred and twenty three k, so it's only an extra what fifty odd k from where Jackson Hastings is now. So I think it it might be a nice option. Yeah, I, I like that one. He's definitely on my radar for sure, especially for I'm probably more a post Origin, but I like his price, Kyle. I like it a lot. The other one is Drinkwater. Then even though he's not playing round 17, if you want a dual-wing fullback half, I think he's probably the best under 600k. And then the other one, me and you talked about him on Sunday, was Brian Toho. Like, you're going to carry the risk that he he has to get through origin. But at his price, I think if you get Brian Toho in this form under 600k, he is an absolute gun. Corbs, are we missing anyone there? Oh, you could always just go to the two cash-outs. I still think Mam's there for the taking. And Avarillo... He seems to be growing confidence week to week in that fullback role. Yep, big time. Boys, let's stick with the Dragons, seeing that Kyle brought him up. Jack DeBellin, you brought him up today in our group chat there, Kyle, and having a little look at him today. But why don't we start with what you're th- – actually, we'll start with Corbs. That's his man, Jack DeBellin, for the Dragons. What's your thoughts there on on JDB, mate? Hey, don't associate me with him. Don't <laughs> get in trouble. What are you talking about? Jack the Innocent. It- He's saying, he seems to have a consistent 60 to 65 minutes. He's pretty <laughs> safe with the uh, the forwards that are in the Dragons at the moment and the way some of them are playing. Tough as a Dragons fan at the moment too. That, that game on Friday night, horrendous. <laughs> I just don't see enough value in him though for me. That's why I would sort of go McInnes over him. Price at the 46, scoring around the 50 average. He just has that lower ceiling. He seems to be a bit more of a workhorse, which is very McInnes-like as well. But in a, a better team, there's that chance of an attacking play, whereas with the Dragons, there's next to no chance at the moment. Yeah, Kyle, we're not locking that rotation, are we? We would prefer to have seen him at 13 for that value, mate. Yeah, for sure. Like we did say about talking about where was Sewer going to fit, where was um, Derek Sims going to fit, and and I don't think Derek Sims is going to make that Origin too, to be honest. So um, I think that you might see that back row of the Dragons stick pretty solid for the for the next uh, month or two. Um, but yeah, I just ran a couple of stats because there's just someone that kind of came up, and I thought I'd have a look, just noting his past um, past status and and how gun he was, and and he and it just looks as though he's slowly returning back to those numbers. But as Corby just said, I didn't think about that um, regarding the attacking plays um, uh, that the Sharks possess uh, versus the attacking plays that uh, the Dragons possess, which is very little, like the Warriors. So um, yeah, I just had a look though. When he plays fifty odd minutes, he averages about. 47. Um, so his current B is 42, so there's a little bit of value there. And when he 
plays around 60 minutes. He averages to 49. So there's a little bit of value there if you do want to take a punt. Um, I think he could be a nice pod, not going to play origin and plays around 17. And as you said, he's still going to get those consistent 60, 65 minutes. Boys, let's talk the Warriors because, Kyle, you were threatening pretty much trade them all out, mate. So a little bit of news there today with you and Aiken. He's had his second HIA in four weeks pretty much. So he's a bit of a concern now and he hasn't been named for this week. The other one that's pretty much been a concern ever since the buy round was was Torhul Harris. And he's kind of had two very lower score games compared to what we used to him. But boys, let's talk about these two because I don't have you and Aiken. I do have Torhul Harris. Now, I'm a little bit worried about him, but he does have that track record. What I really like about this week, I feel that my boy Adam Fanua Blake is going to play and take a little bit more pressure mm. off Torhul Harris. And I think you'll see a lot better forward, forward rotation and just a little bit more power. I think Tor Harris needed either Lodge or Fanua Blake to just launch that power game for him. And I think they're a lot better equipped this week. And I, th- I think you'll see a, a better version of Tor Harris for this week. But, boys, let's talk you and Aiken because I know both of you have him. What are you doing with him? Obviously, you haven't brought him up in your trades. Corbs, you're just going to be holding him for a week, mate? I actually am, if I was going to make a second trade, I'd really considering this. And I wasn't sure what his actual injury was. I was thinking it was something to do with the HIA. He's leaving and they have a plethora of back rails at the club. So, yeah. And, like, I've got a lot of good edges and centers as well. I'm sort of stacked in those two positions plus the mid. Mm. I'm running with one hooker. I've got, yeah, three, like, cooler played in my wing fullbacks on the weekend. So I'm sort of running pretty low there. My halves, I think I've got Cleary and I put Burton up there. So I probably need to stack up a few other positions. And he's holding a lot of coin. A two in you know four weeks isn't great. He was just cut out of the side completely. It's not great. Yeah. Kyle, I think with Ronald Volkman making his debut this week, kind of shows that Stacey is willing to make some changes. And given that you and is moving off to the Dolphins now. I think at some stage we're going to uh, – holders need to know – like they're going to get put him on the bench or maybe put him on an extended eventually. Like he's not a, he's not a future at the Warriors and they're close to not being – well, they're close to being out of the finals race now, man. Yeah, it's, well, I am happy that Stacey Jones is making these calls. Uh, you know, um, Nathan Brown didn't want to make them and it's good that Stacey's come and he said that he is going to – make the tough calls and he's not afraid to make them and a lot of the, the, the players at the club respect him for his previous work um, around the playing group and you know what he did for the Warriors when he was playing himself so it's good to see that he is making those calls. I actually don't like a lot of the second rows we have. I think Aiken will stay in the second row all year. Um, I don't, to be honest, I don't rate our second rowers apart from Tohu Harrison and Curran. Um, I don't really like Murchi. I don't really like Katoa. He isn't really showing anything this year, and I don't really think Murchi's showing much either. So I think Aitken's going to stay in the second row all year, and nice. I'm going to keep him because he's a keeper in the centres. Yeah, if, if they were to sell, the two that I think, and we're going to bring him up anyway, is the two Sharks pair, especially if you're playing Aiken in the centres at the moment. The two that I'd be looking at is Sifatalakai and Jesse Ramian because I do see value in there, and they both have a lot of interest in terms of, you know, we talked about round 17 not having a huge amount of players, but I do think there is a little bit of quality coming out of these two. But before we do that, Pat, you had a bit of a stat on Jesse Ramian from yeah. last year. Yeah, so Ramian finished the year really strong last year. So after round 17, he played seven games. His lowest score was 39. 
but he averaged 51 and he only scored three tries and each of them were in separate games. So very, very strong base. A lot of 50s or high 40s with just a lot of tackle breaks and run meters. Yeah, I noticed that in these stats with his good games from this year as well. Like He doesn't score a huge amount of tries, but his base in terms of his running meters and like you did mention, the tackle breaks is, is huge. Boys, let's talk about those two. Any interest in – I know you've got him, Corbs, in terms of Sifatalakai, but have you had a little look at Jesse Roman? Yeah, I, I was looking at Katoa for a few cheeky pies. Remember I mentioned him last week? You guys were on Mulatalo. Didn't know he was going to bag three. Both are very good options. I think they're starting to realise the Sharkies and they're a big focus of their attack, just quick ball to both of them because they're, they're pretty devastating when they're one-on-one, both of them. And you'd be loving it being a winger outside them. I own Sifis, so probably leaning towards him just as a bit of bias, but I would be happy to have either in my team. If I was blank and didn't have either, I would probably be going Ramian just because of those stats before he's just a bit safer with his base. Yeah, and that ownership as well, pretty much. If they're statistics.com and telling the truth, it's 0% top 5,000. But Kyle, any thoughts on, on Sifra and Ramian? Yeah, funny you say. Uh, I would go Silver, to be honest. Um, the way he's played this year, Ramian's been very volatile. Um, he hasn't really put up many great scores this year, um, and he has been quite volatile. Um, with Talakai, he's got the DPP, and he's showing that potential this year. Uh, I think he's got a higher ceiling and a higher floor than what um, uh, Ramian has. He's cheaper. He's got a lower BE. They are pretty similar. The price and the BE are similar. And I think that he sets up a lot of tries for Mulatalo, which we've already seen this year. So if I um, if I was a uh, an, had an option between the two, I'd probably go Siffa. Yeah, it's interesting. After he was about like 80 or 90% top 5,000 owner, he's down to 6%. So mm-hmm. everyone got, got off, him, except for Corbs, I reckon. Corbs is the only one he's just <laughs> flying away there. But I like his price at 565. I see that. I stay, stay loyal. Big time. But, mate, he scored 44 and 53. The form's reversing over the last two weeks. And I reckon I'm going to have a, a sneaky look at getting maybe both of them. The, the things were stacked against him a little bit in those couple of off games. He, I think he got an injury. Sharky's played horrendous. He was crooked there for a bit as yep. well. So there was a few things you could probably try start a narrative as to why he had those bad scores. But yeah, it's it's pretty uh pretty good the last two scores as an owner. Yeah, the Sharks draw as well. Their calls Titans, yeah. Dogs, and then they go Storm round seventeen with none of their with neither of them having Origin players. The the couple of days after Origin, they play the Cowboys, and then they've got a hard game against Penrith. So in terms of the next month, like if you're going to be challenging the Storm and Cows, you definitely want to be doing it around that origin time. And then you've got a couple of the lower teams in the Titans, but then you can't underestimate the Dogs after what we saw last night. But plenty of try-scoring opportunities there for sure. Um, boys, a bit of a weird one. I was just thinking about it there is Wade Graham returned and he scored a try at Talakai. So I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe his return is going to be really good for Talakai and his try-scoring opportunities. I'll go to the left more often. But actually looking at the games this year where he's played with Graham, his average actually drops to 33. So it actually, I don't know what it is, but it kind of looks like it gets to Graham and then either using Talakai as more of a a decoy or a runner or it could just be coincidence. I don't think there's enough data. There's only... I guess five games total. Yeah, Wade's a little bit different too because he was switching between the edge and the mid. Mm. 
so it's hard to really just gauge his stats. But it's something to keep an eye on, especially for this week against the Titans, where you think it's going to be a little bit more free flowing and the attack probably, hopefully, getting together as well. Yeah, just pass the ball, Wade. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has lost his ability a little bit since doing a few of his injuries, though. But, boys, let's move on. Let's talk TPJ because, geez, he had some demerits on Monday. And it's frustrating being at a game and watching him sometimes and just seeing him launch like a missile, start fights. I don't even know how he, this bloke does it. He used four interchanges on the weekend. Like, who uses four interchanges in professional rugby league? He can only go 10 minutes at a time. I just... Don't get it. But, boys, give me some advice here, Corbs. Should I sell him? Yes. He's the yo-yo. You, you got him originally for that round 13. Limited minutes in that impact role off the bench. New coach seems to have him in this role, especially with those interchanges. I'm with you. It's a waste. Uh, just, I never went near him just because of that. I think you, you threw out... If you can't handle the yo-yo scores, don't do it to your mental health. And TPJ, no way. Corbs, just to jump in. So if we want to talk about yo-yo, this is TPJ's past five weeks. He has started on an edge, prop, the bench, has ranged from 7 to 44 minutes and has scores from 27 to 60. That's yeah, when he's on, he's devastating. And if he's told to play that loose footy, his offload is unreal, but... If he's only getting ten minute stints, he's just a roller coaster, mate. Like I don't oh, know if huge. I can see. This is the thing, Corbs. You put this in my head now. If I trade him, I'm going to make two trades because then I'll go him to Mitch Barnett, and then I'll trade out Sam Walker to Brian Toho. So this is what you've done. I'm going to have seven trades at the end of this round. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. I guess you might need to see what his role's going to be now that he's there's getting a bit more maybe stability that he's working out who he wants where. Like RFM, I think. I said it from the start. I think he's going to work his way into an 80-minute edge. He was always going to have to build his fitness up. Max King, I don't know, is he a ball player maybe in that prop role? But I thought he's been going pretty good at the 13. So TPJ, I, he should be getting at least 50 minutes. How many minutes did he get? I didn't even look at that on the weekend. Can you have a look at that, Pat? Well, Cole, has a, Cole what do you think of TPJ's performance on the weekend? Mate, give me some advice. What am I doing with this guy? A couple of weeks ago, you said you were a gunslinger, so sell him and make two trades. <laughs> How many two minutes did he play? Minutes. 49. Jesus, so what's he averaging? 12 and a half minutes per interchange card. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that wasn't as low as I thought it was. Still pretty bad, 12 and a half minutes for an interchange card. With uh, 12 demerits. With a half-time break chucked in between mm. there as well. <laughs> like, what's he need? Like, give him some Gatorade, something. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sticking with him. I'd yeah, pun him. Thanks, boys. So, <laughs> after I was going to be just nice and calm, no trades, and I've got you two telling me to trade two times, I'm going to have no trades left. Two trades, but two trades. Yeah, oh, boys, boys. Let's move on to Mitch Moses because he had one of. I don't know how he ended up on 39. He was on negative after about half an hour. He's dropping the ball over the line and just wasn't his day. But boys. I think we keep the faith for Mitch Moses because he's always bounces back after a, a hard game. Like it's he's done he's done it three times. His form actually isn't that great. So, but three times. Let's see if I've written it down somewhere here. I don't can't even understand my own writing. I'm that angry from you two asking me to trade that much. Here we are, thirty three against the Storm round three, followed by eighty two against the Dragons round eight. He got a twenty two followed by fifty one the next round. 
Round 11, he's caught 30, followed by 50. So he plays the bounce-back song all week, and he bounces back. But I'm a big hold on him. Boys, thoughts, Cole? Yeah, I think he's a hold. Um, a bit up and down, yes. Still averaging 51.8 this season. Uh, they've got a fairly, um, not a harder run coming up. They've got Roosters this week, followed by Rabbits, Tigers, Warriors, Broncos. So there's a couple of games in there that he should dominate. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think he's a hold, mate, to be honest. Um, you know, everyone has the bad games. Good good player to have for round 17. And if you want, you can sell him straight after round 17 if you don't want him anymore. Yeah, nice. Let's rank our top five here. Boys, Cobbs, top five halves, one to five. In order, Cleary, Hines, Munster, Burton, DCE. Ooh, I like the Burton call. I kind of just pat him on the fence there. Kyle, any different to you? Uh, I had Cleary, Hines, DCE, Munster, and um, Burton. Nice. Everyone left Adam Reynolds. I kind of had Adam Reynolds on that fence, but he's one of those guys that I didn't have him on our run sheet today, but given how many injuries he's copping in this round 14, like I think you might be able to hold him through to round 17, given that we get one week off next week, but I would probably be a seller after round 17 because I don't think you can hold 800 grand and just think about week to week whether he's going to play, Kyle. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago with those injuries that he had, that um, he could miss a few games here and there. And now that he's picked up that rib injury as well, uh, he's going to have to be needled up probably the following week to play. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just sort of a little bit – he's picked up a few injuries this year, which doesn't help him at all. Otherwise, he'd be a really solid half to have in your team. Yeah, definitely. All right, boys, let's go to a quick break. We'll be back with all your questions, captains, narrative of the week, and thank you to everyone leaving Spotify and Apple reviews. If you haven't yet, we would appreciate one, but we'll be back shortly. All right, team, we are back, and we've got all your audience questions. Thank you to everyone that has sent that in on the Facebook channel there. Just always get involved. Always put a thread up there if you want your questions. I'll also go through the thread tomorrow to answer any of the ones we didn't get to, but... Pat, what have we got tonight, my man? All right, TK, kicking us off. Adam Middleton, is it time to get rid of Hastings, Haas, Penasini? Also, thoughts on Warriors players, Harrison Aiken? Yeah, the Warriors guys, I think Cole covered it pretty well tonight. I'd be holding both. I think Tall Harris has got that background, and Cole's a little bit more, a bit behind Aiken more than I am. I'll probably give him a few weeks. I don't think you need to trade him out anytime soon. I think there's probably better fires, bigger fires to put out. It's time to get rid of Hastings. Yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. He's an urgent sell, I think. Haas, I've been an urgent sell since round seven. So, yeah, definitely get him out of your team while you've still got some money to be to be there because I'll be buying him back at 600K after Origin. And then Will Pinasini, he's in good form. I've got no idea why you would want to sell him out. He's hitting mid-40s and he's a round 17 player. So I would actually have him in my top senses at the moment. Probably not top five, but just outside that. I think he's playing very, very good football. So hold on to that for sure. Nice, thank you. Kyle, Ryan CB, move May to To'o, have adequate cover with with others' cheapies like Cooler and Savage. Yeah, I actually really like this. Um, we've been talking up to all uh, since he torched Newcastle on the weekend. I um, mean, I think he's going to do the same to the Warriors this week. You know, Warriors' worst defensive team in the comp. I think he's going to absolutely light them up. Um, and he's well underpriced at the moment. If you look at how much he made last year, there's an easy 150k to make there. Um, it does just it just does come with that risk down trading in Origin players around the Origin time. But I think it's a it's a pretty good trade, and I think uh, you should lock that in. Nice. Corbs, Tom Lennon, Braley or Marnie 
for round 17? Good question. I went Marnie, just as I think he's been a bit more consistent of late with his scores. I could lean towards Braley with the Sharkies run. And he had that attacking game, the running game out of nine. It was red hot early this year, but it just seems to have gone missing a bit of late. I would like that to come back and that would interest me in Braley, but I went with Marnie, just consistent 50-odd scores last three games. Yeah, it corps with that one. Like, I think you make a good point about his early season form. And obviously a lot of that came behind the back of Dal Finucane and Braden uh, Hamlin Ueli. Finucane's back this week. Braden's, I'm pretty sure, back in a couple of weeks. So if we can kind of get that together, maybe, you know, Brails could be a guy. I'm still not totally off Brails, so I do need a second hooker, but I just don't want to go in this week. But again, the week off kind of, if Hamlin can be back in that round 16, I might go Brails for round 17. Yeah, no, I'm not ruling him out, but at the moment, I've already made the decision. I went Marnie. Yeah. Nice one. Kyle, to you, Charles Walters. Who are the real targets for round 17 and when do we jump? He's got 10 trades and 480k in the bank. Have Haas, Cooler, Karaz, Elliot, Butcher, King and May when to do it? Yeah, so we talked about this earlier and I said that um, I felt that a lot of the round 17 players we want really aren't firing. Uh me personally, I've currently in my team for round seven, I've got Dillbags, uh, Penasini, Ipat, Marnie McInnes, and Ezra Mam. But other targets that I'm seriously looking at, Hughes, if he pulls his finger out, uh, Little Pappy, uh, in a couple of weeks, Latrell will be one to monitor, see how he goes. Maybe a Ramsey if he continues his good form. Uh, Cody Walker if he can um, pull his finger out. Uh, and Sifatel Blakai. Um, and other than that, there's not really a lot else. Yep. TK, we've got Kyle Taylor directed straight at you. Jerome Hughes, TK, I've had him since round one. Not happy at all, mate. Average 50 to 60 first four to five weeks. Since then, has averaged between 30 to 40. Only decent games this year, fantasy-wise, were games he scored two tries in. Got three 60-plus scores only because of doubles. Had enough of him. Options are move Hines up to half. Buy either Tarpany, Carrigan... Also, Talon May and Aiken thoughts. Aiken keeper still at centre. May to who? Yeah, interesting question. I think people aren't regarding that Jerome Hughes had a calf injury and a pretty bad one as well. So I think that takes a lot of performance away from you. And I think if he can continue to work his way back from that and then he goes into Kiwi camp next week, you know, we could see a different guy as the week goes on, especially if his rehab is going quite well. So I wouldn't be trading him out quite well, quite yet, because I think he's still a quality player. And... Yeah, I don't think you need to be doing that right now. I know that he hasn't been scoring that well the last few weeks, but last week his running game started coming back. He bombed that try. If he didn't bomb that try, he would have been close to a 50 score, so you wouldn't probably be saying that. So just I reckon have faith in him right now. The thing with Tarpany, I really love him as a footy player and as a fantasy player, but I just think you're paying him a top dollar at 758K. Like, would you pay normally Tarpany for 758K? And the same thing, Carrigan, would you pay knowing how physical he is during an Origin series, I just think there's a lot of risk in actually picking him up right now. And that's the same as and I want to do Brian Toho, but he got injured in that game three last year. So there's so much that physicality that happens in these games that if you don't need to trade, I don't think you should. So I think hold solid on both Aiken and Hughes right now. Have some options. Like I think we've given some good ones with both Jesse Ramian and Aiken. If 
he doesn't come back next week. But if you've got the cover, don't do it. Talon May plays in the best team in the NRL. There will be opportunities. Like, for example, he plays against the Warriors this week. Ronaldo scored two tries against the Warriors, and Katoa scored three last week. They are always weak because the, they've got a really weak outside back. So they're going to see some tries this week. So I would say hold on to everyone for this week, my man. Don't go too crazy, and there's still plenty of weeks to make a lot of changes. Corbs, Aaron Simpson, Haster McGuinness, Hastings to who under his opening price won't have much bank left over. Thanks, lad. First up with uh, Haster McInnes, I don't mind it. I've already spoke about Haston, how I'm not a big fan of him with the bung shoulders, origin and Broncos able to manage his minutes, finally sitting top four. Hastings, well, if you're sort of worried about the bank, I'd be looking at Mam or Avarillo because then you've got a bit of coin to play with for whoever else you need in your team. So that that's the way to go, Simo. Kyle, Dylan Simmons is... Tohu Harris a bust. I've got 105k in the bank with six trades left. Who do I trade him for if so? I think we've talked about Tohu Harris and I think he's to hold. Um, just have a look at him. Uh, check a three-date on him and then assess him after around 16. If you're still not happy, look to trade him for maybe around 17 gun or an origin player. Uh, Jeremy Carroll in Kyle Taylor's alt account, just to make sure this question comes through. Haas to Tarpany Carrigan TK. Yeah, interesting one again, but I'm not a fan of bringing Origin players in, so I can think you're going to hold tight on Carrigan for now. Tarpany's an interesting one because, like I said, he's paying top dollar. His last three average is 75. So his form's great, but at one point, does the bubble kind of burst, and you're probably going to be buying him similar to a lot of people with Sifatalakai at the top of the market. So I just think that you can get better value out there and take some chances elsewhere. Really, I'd rather McInnes at 700k, even probably Jack DeBellin 100k lower than trying to pay Tarpany top lower. The thing is, he's not playing huge minutes either, so he's playing out of his skin. His last three minutes was 54, 57, and 53. So in those sort of minutes, if they continue, and he has to be a little bit off, and that kind of 75 average goes down to a 50 average or 45 average very quickly. So I'd probably say avoid on either of those two guys. Also with Tarpany, the intangible, the Ricky factor. Yeah, you don't want more Canberra players. It's just, yeah, way too much risk, I feel. Uh, Kyle, Steve Swanson, RFM, question mark. Also, what to do with Haas? Uh, so, yeah, we've we've spoken about Haas and Link tonight. If, if you think uh, he's going to um, get rested and his two bunk shoulders uh, and you've got some good options that we've also mentioned, then sell him out. Um, and, yeah, I actually really like RFM and I jumped on him uh, last week. Uh, on the back of Corby um, the week before. I just had another good look at him and had a good look at the stats uh, from previous years. Uh, and I liked what I saw and, and I jumped on um, really happy. And he's going to start making some money now. And now he's starting is even better. And he's probably looking around about the 60 minutes on the edge, which is, is, is good. And, and uh, building towards an 80-minute uh, edge, edge roll, I think, as well. Awesome. And uh, this is to everyone. So from Brenton Vicari, should Dogs fans book GF tickets after beating the only team that's beaten Penrith in Storm? <laughs> Hell yeah. Doggies, bro. That was sensational yesterday. They're going to go on a run. In Gus, yeah, we trust. Press, yeah, the button. Press the button. How good is this? <laughs> <laughs> How good is this, bloke? Seriously. It was good. No, it I reckon they've got watch. one of the best team songs. 
Have you heard their team song? No. What? Who let the dogs out? The dogs out? are having a party. Deals are in the bin. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they were getting stuck into the Eels fans yesterday. They were very embarrassed. Oh, That's man. good. Lock right. your tickets in. Lock them in. Lock it in. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, TK, Jordan Graham, is May really a keeper, averaging mid-30s the last five weeks? Yeah, I wouldn't be training him out in a week they're playing against the Warriors. So like I mentioned, Katoa, three tries, Ronaldo, two tries the week before. It's one of those things, he's playing in the best team in the comp as well. He's got that dual threat. It's one of those things, like the ball just probably hasn't gone to the left. They've kind of balanced out their offense a little bit from what I noticed over the last couple of weeks. So Ty Hall's back on the scoring as well. So I would say just hold tight. I don't think we've got, yeah, realistically, everyone's kind of around that 10 or below trades. I don't think he's a guy that you have to put out a fire. You're creating a fire when there's not one to put out. So just hang tight. Kyle, CJ Petit, what's your thoughts on trading Hastings to Fogarty? A little smoky that nobody has talked about. Goal kicking and kick meters are looking juicy. Yeah. Uh, so if you look back to Fogarty last year at Titans, he was very good and he did have the high kick meters um, and and uh, was kicking the goals here as well. This year he's only played, what, the three games, averaging three goals a game and an average of 271 kick meters, which is a little bit down for a guy that does the uh, most of the general play kicking. Um He's definitely a better option than Hastings, that's for sure. And I wouldn't talk you out of trading him in. But is it, we, we come back to uh, the numbers of trades people have. Is he going to be someone that you want in your final team? Mm. I don't think you probably want him anywhere near your 21. If your answer is no, you don't want him in your final, final team, I wouldn't get him. I don't think there's much value there at the moment. Um, but if you do want him in your final team, go for it and buy him. Um, but... If you want to look at other options, we've sort of spoken about it with uh, Tomololo, uh, Jesse Ramian, Sifatelakai, and even Mitch Barnett. So I think there's better options than Jamal Fogarty. Good one. Corbs, James Gilbert, come with some slang I've never heard it of. Haas yeeted for Clem Dog, Tarps, or in Lolo we trust. How confident are we going forward that Lolo can put up 50 per week? Makes me lean towards the other two. Also, Clem plays 17. Yeah, Clem's a bit in the same uh, basket as Tarpanay. They're both at top dollar at the moment. Lolo's still got a bit of value. I reckon he can easily get that 50 per week. It's Minutes is his concern, but over these next few weeks with Cotter and Origin, I think they're going to manage his minutes as opposed to Lolo's. I know that you guys were saying Tarpany, the Ricky factor, the buying at top dollar, but I'm loving him at the moment. He's so good and he's... <laughs> Just, yeah, it's like he's got spiders on him at the moment. All right. He's, Trade him in then, big boy, for, for Haas. I might. I might. I might. <laughs> I'll just see. Might get, might get aching out for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty of cash. Um, TK, Luke Bray, you and Aiken, ever since he said he's not going to New Zealand, it became a flipper in 2023. He's had three times 30 scores in his last five and his last five average of 42, which is 10 below his previous average. Not a disaster, but is it the Warriors and they don't have the easiest run home? Yeah. Well, we've talked about the two Sharks. The one that I think we've got to talk about now as a group is Mitch Barnett because 571K, he's all been on our radar and we've been waiting him for him to hit the edge. Now, he has hit the edge and... He's back on an edge where he averaged 
what, close to eight points more in a lot more minutes last year. And it's kind of got tick- me tickling my fancy. I might even trade him TPJ out for Mitch Barnett. So I just think that if you're going to do it in 629K, just make sure you've got enough trades to do it. But I don't mind you going to Mitch Barnett as an alternative. Kyle, I know you've been looking at him closely, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just, I know Mitch Barnett as named on that edge, but they've also got the young Croker on the bench as well, who's been playing some pretty good minutes on the edge too. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's been playing on the edge. So yeah. we know Frizzell was the 80 minute edge there. Um, and I think that Barnett will get around the 60 minutes with Croker playing probably about 20. Croker playing. No, just no, middle. He just plays middle, man. It's just middle. Just oh, middle okay. Yeah. All right. No, we'll correct me. Correct me. Then maybe he might get the eighty minutes, and he might be more of a looking. Uh, my bad. I thought he uh, that he was playing on the edge. I guess with his um, break even, he's probably around that fifty anyway. So we could probably have a look, go into the rep round, yeah. and then have a look around sixteen if he's still there, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to go back and have a look at that Newcastle side now. See if yeah. there was anyone else that can play on the edge. Yeah, they've got three. But while we wait for that, Corbs thoughts, Mitch Barnett, yep. man. Yeah, I'd just wait and see what they're going to do with their team. They look like looks like Adam O'Brien's just sort of trying something, something different because it's not working at the moment. Yeah, before we move on, we actually missed one from the burning questions. It was Con- Connolly Lemu Lelu. I think that's how he's pronounced. Lee Melu. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Something like that. The Cowboys guy that <laughs> came in last week. Boys, are we putting him in Trap City? Corbs, have you had a little look at see at him? With the Leilua news, I think you have to. Yeah, let's play the music. Trap city bitch, trap, trap city bitch. Trap city bitch, trap, trap city bitch. Trap city bitch, trap, trap city bitch. Just on that calls, but you know, think, you know, Lucy Leilua, who comes to the Cowboys, they might play him off the bench for a little while and just see. I reckon that's why we need trades in the back end of the year. If he goes to a really good club, starts maybe around 2021, he could realistically be low 400s, I reckon, by the time we, we have a little look at him. Is this not what happened when he left the Dragons? Wasn't doing much, went to the Tigers and drained mm. it in his mm. first few games yeah. or the first season? Absolutely. So, yeah. It's not like his fitness or anything else is down. It's just confidence and I, th- I think he wanted out. I think he was pushing for it more than his manager. Yeah, big time. Boys, there was another question that I avoided. I don't know what the hell I'm doing tonight. I've had a big day at work, but I've just skipped questions. Is there any clubs that you would not buy any club players from, Carl? Like I said last week it was the Warriors, and it still is very slow, very slightly. <laughs> um, now, in my past fantasy experience, to be honest, I think that if a team is, uh, isn't um, playing very well, fantasy guns still stand up and still score well. So I don't think you can sort of target one team of players that you don't want because there's always going to be a couple of the standout players that generally perform week in, week out anyway. So I, I don't think you can sort of target one particular team. No, you can definitely put the Warriors in that basket. Put them in that basket. Apart then. from Reese Walsh, everyone jump on because he's oh, a gun. Nah, hell no. <laughs> but, of course, the other one I've got is the Tigers, and I'm writing a narrative that Adam Dewey is going to be playing for the next four weeks on the bench, playing 15, 20 minutes. He's just going to get drained. He's going to lose 200K, and then we're all going to pick him up. Yeah, I can see that. I also had the Titans and Dragons in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's plenty of rubbish teams. Well, uh, after we left the footy last night, well, Andy was selling all the Paramount players. <laughs> yeah, chuck them in there too. <laughs> Have we missed anyone, Corbs? Just all you need to do is focus on Panthers and Storm players and forget the rest. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a safe <laughs> strategy. All right, sorry. Let's go back to the Q&A. Um, 
Yeah, so to Kyle, Jason Bramley, made to bird for extra rate round 17 cover and bank the change, would be 18th man. Don't even waste a trade on him. That's all I've got to say. Fair. Savage. (laughs) Um, Corbs, Darren Jarrett, Haas and Meany to Cotter and Mam, or have I missed the boat on Mam and Cotter? 10 trades left, 14 if you count the bonus four we get. I don't think you've missed it on Mam. If you don't get him this week, you have. And Cotter, I would wait big time because Origin, minutes. If you're going to get him, I would get him at 18 because you'll probably get him at a reduced price anyway. Yep. Yeah, great shout. Uh, TK, Zach Lomas, Tago Toto. This is your relative. Kyle? No, no. I've had a Kyle and a Lomas tonight. Jesus, what's the odds on that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think against the Warriors, you don't trade Tago to Toho. Like, nah, I want on. Toho. F- figure out another way to get Toho because I don't think Tago's the way to get him right now. So I'll say no, do not do that. Uh, Kyle, Brenton, Vicari, Haas for McInnes, or is Twal a cheeky pod now that Noddy is coaching? Yeah, so I said before this was the uh, trade I was looking at was the two McInnes one. But Twal, yeah, he, he's actually been going real good off the bench this year. He's getting the decent minutes. Uh, he's at a 50 average in 54 minutes. So uh, when you look at that and you look at his past, you know, last year and uh, 2020, he was getting huge minutes and he actually was uh, up there in the keeper territory for the middles. Um so if you want to pot under 1%, I think he's probably not a bad option. Um, but then again, you also look at the guys like Jack DeBellin, who's a bit cheaper and probably going to score around the same, and Cameron McInnes is probably going to score a bit more. But, yeah, I don't mind the shout to 12, but I'd go to McInnes. TK, Damo Lenekin, Hastings to Burden or go cheaper and get Garrick? Yeah, Burden was interesting yesterday watching him live. Like, his bombs, I've never seen anything like that. Like... It was extraordinary, the kicks that he was putting up yesterday. 814k, though, and you're probably going to be playing him in the centres, which I think means it's probably a little bit too expensive. Also, I think that you've probably missed the boat on Garrick because I don't think you want to be playing 701k for him, even though he's top five. I just think that you can find some better value elsewhere. The guy that I'd be straight swapping him for is Drinkwater because Drinkwater not only covers the same position halves, he also has a wing fullback spot, plays in a top four team in the NRL, in really, really good form. I know that he doesn't play that round 17, but I think over the long run, he's going to score way more than Hastings, I feel. So I think in terms of money-wise, he's, he's pretty much a one-for-one swap. So go Scotty Drinkwater. Uh, Kyle, Dane Candlish, does Brandon Smith become more valuable later in the season? He's the same bracket as Jack Bird. Don't waste a trade on him unless he miraculously pulls something off in the next two weeks. <laughs> Unless you're a sucker like me and pulled the trade on him many weeks ago and regretting it ever <laughs> since. Um, TK, Zachariah James, Haster Carrigan and Hastings, who for have 283K and five round 17 players. Yeah, I think Haas, don't go to Carrigan, go to McInnes. And then Hastings, like I just did, give some advice before for Damo, I think go to Drinkwater. And then you'll still have some money in the bank. And that would put you up to six rounds players, unfortunately. So you don't have to worry too much around the 17. Just think about getting some quality into your lineup, I think. Yep. Good advice. Kyle, Connor Bodman, thoughts on Haas to a 690K or less player? And if so, who? So I can get To'o in. 
I know it's risky, but he only really will miss round 17, which he was going to miss anyway. Appreciate the work, boys. XX. Yeah. Cheers, bro. Uh, yeah. Well, great shout. And under 690 play, there's, there's heaps under 690K. We've talked about quite a few of them tonight. You know, we've talked about the Jack DeBullen. We've talked about, uh, oh, no, McKinnis. Sorry, he's a little bit much. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the Jack DeBullen. Mitch Barnett. Uh, as we've just spoken about, another guy, though, that we haven't spoken about and someone that I've raved on about for ages that I should have got in round 13, and that's James Fisher-Harris. Um, I'm, I'm quite annoyed I didn't get him, but I think he's a real good option. Um, he just doesn't play the round 17, um, and around this time for Origin, he gets the real good minutes. I think he could be a little smoky if you want a pot option in uh, James Fisher-Harris, or you cash all the way down to Eastern, man. Yeah, definitely. Phil? <sighs> Yeah, nice one. All right, boys, let's move on to Cap. We're done for the Q&A. All done for the Q&A. Thanks, Thanks Paddy. Great chat there. Now let's go to Captain's chat. We've got, realistically, we've got two options, boys. We've got Nico Hines against the Titans on Saturday. Direct game straight after. He's Cleary against the Warriors. Corbs, who are you going this week? He's on mute. I'm going to go Cleary again. Old faithful. Hines let me down last week. Yeah, I think so as well. Cole? Well, not too bad, really. Actually, a lot of people blowing up. He still scored all right. Yeah, he, went, he went not too mm. bad. Who are you putting on, Paddy? Man, I said last week, Hines for the year. It's going to have to stick solid. I'm a Cleary yeah. owner, but he's my narrative, man. I've got to go it. I think against the Warriors, <laughs> it's going to be hard to... Cleary against the Warriors pretty juicy there, Cole. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, I'm seeing a huge score going on this week, unfortunately, for my boys. I'm definitely going Cleary, but the other option, if you aren't a Cleary owner, is Burton versus the Tigers. Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting Sweet. game on Sunday. That's hey, a good shout-out. Yeah, did, did anyone mention that Tohu's gone back to the edge? Yeah, it's, what are we thinking, boys? That Well, because I've got here, he's getting the, the big minutes, but at the edge, he had a 68 average last year. 60 average in 2020, and then you talk about Curran and AFB coming back. You talked a bit about that will get that front foot footy for the Warriors in the next few weeks and hopefully maybe bring on some attacking opportunities for Harris on the edge because he doesn't really get that attacking opportunity in the middle. Yeah, because he's always been good at that kind of 20 minutes on the edge and then back into the middle, right, Mm. Kyle? That's always kind of been his best scoring sort of position, right? Um, yeah, but Corby's right. He his scoring position is in the middle. But as you said, I just don't think he gets the the, the way the Warriors go forward. To being the last few weeks without those big players in the middle, he just hasn't had a chance to give any attacking stats in the middle. I think, as you said on the edge, if they can get a little bit of front foot momentum, or he might be able to break the door down uh, on the edge there and just uh, put some guys away through holes. Hopefully, yeah, they've con- they've kind of watched him. Or Torrin peached him. He was just <laughs> he was giving balls in there. He was a distributor. He's, that he's not a good passer of the ball, is, is he? He's, he's terrible. But it's just like Yo did it, and now everyone has to have that ball playing 13. It's like, no, just yep. get the ball and run it, Harris. Well, their bench warriors, CHT, Aaron uh, Penne, they've got Tananis, Louis, and then Bailey Sirenin. So Bailey's probably the only one that can actually play on yep. the edge out of those guys. So it'll be interesting just to see. Or is Josh Curran, is that a bit of a smoky and Josh Curran ends up on the edge and Tohu back in the middle? Yeah, so. maybe. Yep. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, and with remember with um, uh, Aitken not there, that um, Jack Murchie doesn't play 80 minutes, so I'd say Bailey Surinan spells him and Murchie, I mean, and uh, Curran and Tulu swap for 80 minutes. Yeah, all right, let's go narrative of the week, boys. Now, Nathan Clear is yet to ton up. I've got him hitting a ton against the Warriors this week. Kyle? Uh, I've got the Warriors to start well against, against Penrith. They get run down after 10 minutes and get smoked. 
but Ronald Bolton to show why uh, to show that he should have been in the NRL a lot sooner than he has. Nice, Corbs. I've got Cotter to go under forty low minutes. <laughs> So we can get him back cheaper. I like yeah. it. <laughs> it's also wishful thinking. I do like it. Pat, you got any narratives this week? Yeah, mate. Karaz to explode against the Tigers, minimum 70. Well, you back-to-back 70. Wow. That's there was a good late shout from the Talking League. Oh, we all jumped on Karaz after RFM got benched and weren't we chewing him home? He killed it the other day. Yeah, that was one of our best pre-game talks and it actually came off. Well done. You actually brought that up, Corby, so... Good stuff, mate. All right, boys, let's finish off with some game day squad. So exciting news. Actually, competitions are live as of this week, so you can actually go in and have a red-hot crack this week. So if you don't know what it is already, game day squad, the first fantasy sports platform in Australia that utilizes black blockchain technology and NFT. So register your team now and open starter packs for free at gamedaysquad.com.au. But, Corbs, you're going to be opening a pack tonight. What have we got, my man? All right, I've got a three-pack ready to go. Well, who you want, mate? Put something in the universe. Uh, Pappy. I want Pappy. I don't want Hass. I've already got two Hass. That's all right. I've got Andy's Hasses. Right, first Pappy. up, I've got Connor Tracy. Ooh. It's all right. Not the worst. Um, uh, second up, Hammy Sully. Nah. From South? <laughs> yeah, throw that back. <laughs> Come on. This is a second Reggie's pack. <laughs> and last one. Oh, that's all right. Jesse Ramian. Nice. You got a Sharky's Ooh, pack. Nice. I might have to trade you for oh, that. Oh, it's one. close. Tell, oh, no. I said, yeah, Pappenhausen. I might <laughs> change my answer before now I'm more of a Ramian man. I like it. Well, as you mentioned, live show will be back on this Thursday on the Facebook channel. I'll replay it on the audio on Friday morning as well. We've got Jakey debuting, got Jay Warrior debuting, a couple of the boys that have been writing some articles. So look out for that. Probably think it's going to be about 6.30 on Thursday evening. So stay on for that one. Lots of articles hitting the Talking League blog as well. So talkingleaguepod.com, check it all out, or just jump on the Facebook page. I'll have all the links there as well. All right, boys, go well this week. Kyle, thank you again for jumping in last minute for Kyle, for Kyle, for Andy, and continue your, your way. Because what are you now, mate? You're a top 500 as well. Uh, yeah, bro, uh, 560 or something like that. Yeah, nice. And, Corby, you are leading the way. You're around what three forty was it? Three sixty. The updates improved all your scores, and I got sent backwards a little bit. <laughs> Mate, talking <laughs> league is flying. Like I don't know who who hurt me. You but. got me at four eighty now after those updates. I think it is, and then well, Andy's coming flying at fifteen hundred. He's put on like twenty thousand ranks. Four eighty three for me. Cannot- I cannot finish above him after the heckling I gave him early on. (laughs) Big time. And then you've got Shooter. Shooter's in like 900th place as well. One of our former members, a shout-out to Ed. Ed's flying. He's in like the top 150, isn't it, Kyle? 86. 86. Sorry, I was just taking it away. And make sure you check out his potty in the bin. And, yeah, we've got some superstars joining all over. How are you going? Yeah, not well. 8,000. <laughs> you better improve your rank there, I'm Patty. I'm glory. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, really appreciate you joining the, the fun tonight. And please join us again for Thursday. After rep round, Colin Shooter will be back with Buy, Hold, Sell, Avoid. But we'll check you all on Sunday for the last rap before a week off next week. Stay safe out there.